0: From the Cyber Hub Bunker in Studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief. Monday morning, November 21st, 2022. I hope everyone had a relaxing and enjoyable weekend. I hope this week is a short one for many of you. Thanksgiving's on Thursday. And so let's hope we have an uneventful and basic week by all cybersecurity standards humanly possible. World Cup kicked off yesterday, the FIFA World Cup going on all this month. Yesterday, Qatar hosted Ecuador, and uh, Qatar became the first host nation to lose its opening game. Never in the history of the World Cup, and it's a long history. Has a host nation lost the opening game? Qatar has done just that. But you're not here to talk about the World Cup. You're here to hear about the latest cybersecurity uh, news and views. So let's grab our cup of coffee this morning. A Cyber Hub podcast tradition. My double espresso, whatever you're drinking. I hope you enjoy it. Coffee cup, cheers. We'll start with a critical vulnerability in Bitbucket and The Bitbucket source code repository hosting service uh, has identified and fixed CVE-2022-43781, a critical command injection vulnerability that affects the Bitbucket server and data center version 7s, and in some cases, version 8. There is a command injection vulnerability using environment variables in the Bitbucket server and data center. An attacker with permissions to control their username can exploit this issue to gain code execution and execute code on the system. Updates that the patch, uh, updates that the patch the flaw has been released for both mid-bucket 7 and 8, and the cloud sites are not affected. Uh, in the case of Crowd, an AppSec framework that handles authentication and authorization of web-based applications, CVE-2022-43782, a critical security misconfiguration issue affecting all versions, starting with 3.0.0, the vulnerability allows an attacker's connecting from an IP in the allow list to authenticate as the crowd application through bypassing a password check that would allow an it- this would allow the attacker to call privileged endpoints in crowd's REST API under the user management path. While the security hold has been rated critical, it can only be exploited by IPs in the crowd application allow list in the remote addresses configuration. In addition, it only impacts new installations. Users who have updated their installation from a version prior to 3.0.0 are not affected. So you want to make sure these get patched. And CISA has already warned of active attacks targeted there. Google identified 34 cracked versions of Cobalt Strike in the wild. Google Cloud last week disclosed that it identified 34 different hacked released versions of the Cobalt Strike tool in the wild with the earliest shipped in November of 2018 well that's 10 years ago the version spanning from 1.44 to 4.7 add up to a total of 275 unique jar files according to findings from the google cloud threat intelligence team the latest version of cobalt strike is 4.7.2 cobalt strike developed by fortra um, is a popular adversarial framework used by red teams to simulate attack scenarios and test the resilience of their cyber defenses while the intention of cobalt strike is to emulate real cyber threats, malicious actors have latched onto its capabilities and use it as a robust tool for lateral movement in their victims network as part of a second stage attack payload simply because most of the time it's whitelisted, right? We kind of expect the cobalt the strike to be there. So when an alarm or if an alarm is raised, you wouldn't think anything of it. In most cases, you would just mark it as a false positive. And that's the challenge there, gentlemen. Um, new ransomware encrypts files and steals your Discord account. The new Axe Locker Ransomware family is not only encrypting victims' files and demanding a ransom payment, but it's also stealing the Discord accounts of infected user. When a user logs into Discord with their credentials, the platform sends back a user authentication token that's saved on the computer. This token can then be used to log in as the user or to issue API requests that retrieve information about the associated account. Second story we hear about APIs today, folks. So, so well, significant because we've been talking a lot about APIs. You're starting to hear the the, the, the move towards APIs, but but it really is um, um, the more we become API reliant, the the easier it becomes for these types of attacks to actually carry through. Now, why steal Discord? There's a whole slew of reasons behind it. Um, the, um, one of which is, is obviously financial in, in Motive. Um, if they can go into Discord, get a streamer's account um, and redirect payments, they're able to obviously come off with financial gain there as well. Omron PLC vulnerability has been exploited by sophisticated ICS malware. There's a critical vulnerability that's affecting the Omron products that have been exploited by a sophisticated piece of malware designed to target ICS, but it has not received the attention it deserves. Cisa published two advisories describing three vulnerabilities affecting the NJ and NX series controllers and software made by the Japanese electronics giant Omron. One of the advisories described uh, and and known as CVE-2022-339-071, a high-severity flaw that can allow an attacker who can access the targeted Omron programmable logic controller to cause a denial-of-service condition or execute malicious programs. The second one, CVE-2022-34151, a critical hard-coded credential vulnerability that can be used to access Omron's PLC and CVE-2022-33208, a high severity issue that can be used to obtain sensitive information that could allow hackers to bypass authentication and access the controllers. Um, There's significant impact with the CISA and other government agencies have warned organizations about the pipe dream targeting the Schneider Electric and Omron PLC, as well as the OPC UA servers, um, and this is going to be, uh, this is going to have, you know, obviously uh, uh, s- significant ramifications for ICS in general. Um, CISA's advisory doesn't describe the Omron vulnerabilities related to the April alert, but um, there there is some highlights. So it's, it's interesting to see what'll, what'll happen here, but this kind of goes to, ICS and the need for them to have really good patch management we'll move to insider threats where meta reportedly fired dozens of employees for hijacking users facebook and instagram accounts meta is said to have fired or disciplined over two dozen employees and contractors over the past year for allegedly compromising and taking over user accounts according to the wall street journal some of these cases involved a bribery the publication said, citing sources and documents Uh, Included among those fired were contractors who worked as security guards at the social media firm's facilities and were given access to an internal tool that allowed employees to help users they know gain access to accounts after forgetting their passwords and had their accounts logged out. The system called OOPS, or short for online operations, is off-limit to a vast majority of users. However, it did lead to a rise of a cottage industry of intermediaries who charge users thousands of dollars and reach out to insiders who are willing to reset accounts? You really have to have someone on the inside who will actually do it. According to the journal, the alternative to Meta's automated account recovery process, which is limited to employees and their friends and family, business partners, and public figures, is estimated to have processed around 50,270 reports in 2020, up 22,000 from, from 2017. Um, in one instance, a former security contractor purportedly assisted unnamed third parties to fraudulently take over Instagram accounts. The individual claimed he was strict into uh, filling oops requests, uh, oops reports to reset the affected accounts in question. Another case involved a contractor who was fired after an internal investigation found that re- she reset multiple user accounts on behalf of threat actors in return for receiving Bitcoin payments for her services. Talk about third-party supply chain insider threats. And the U.S. charges a business email compromised suspect with targeting federal healthcare programs. Department of Justice has charged 10 defendants for their alleged involvement in business email compromise schemes, targeting numerous victims across the country, including the U.S. federal funding programs like Medicare and Medicaid. In total, the losses resulting from the attacks amount to more than $11 million, stolen by tricking victims into redirecting bank transfers into fraudsters' accounts. To trick the target into believing the payments were made to legitimate accounts, DOJ says that the attackers spoofed the email addresses, of hospitals to request public and private health insurance programs to switch to new bank accounts to send payments for medical services, unwittingly five-state Medicaid programs to Medicare administrative contractors, and two private health insurers allegedly were deceived into making payments to the defendant and their co-conspirators. Instead of depositing the reimbursement payments in the bank accounts belonging to the hospitals, the defendant and their co-conspirators allegedly laundered the proceeds fraudulently obtained from these health care programs and from other victims, by, among other things uh, withdrawing large amounts of cash layering them through other accounts and their co-conspirators opened names of false and stolen identities and shell companies transferring them overseas and purchasing luxury goods and exotic automobiles six defendants in the northern district of georgia uh, were were charged one defendant in the district of south carolina one defendant previously charged in the northern district of georgia one previously charged in the eastern district of virginia And a third defendant previously charged in the Northern District of Texas has already entered a guilty plea and was sentenced to four years in prison. It's a $43 billion industry business email compromise, folks. Um, And this is just a small dent in those operations. That's it for our show today. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow. A short week this week because we have a show Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're obviously off for the Thanksgiving holiday. I hope everyone has a successful and a relaxing week. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.